Hello and welcome to another episode of the Just Talking About Films podcast. My name is Ian Sargentson. And my name's Luke Taylor and we're here just to talk about films, to chat about films we've seen, chat about some genres we like, some films we like, and uh, to try and rank today, we're going to be talking specifically about rom-coms. Yeah, we're all loved up. It's been Valentine's Day this week. Um, so for some of you, that would be... It'll mean something. Others, it'll not mean a lot. Others, it might be um, a day that you just really don't like. Whatever it is, we're <laughs> going to discuss um, love on the big screen as we see portrayed and then try and get some list together of rom-coms. And this was inspired by Anthony Bruce, who is a, a regular listener, um, who said that it was all right us discussing thrillers and action films all the time, but what about films with the feels? So films that he likes, um, rom-coms and stuff. So we're gonna we're gonna do that as a I think you might have found my kryptonite on this one. <laughs> yeah, a celebrate, yeah, a celebration of um all things romantic and comedic. So we'll do that in a bit. But first of all, we'll chat, as we always do, about the films that we've watched since we last met. So what have you been up to, Luke? What have you been watching? Um, we've had a few good cinema trips this week. Um, so first we went last Friday to see Uncharted. Yeah, many good. Um, the Tom Holland movie with um, Mark Wahlberg. And it's uh, in the, uh, Have you ever played the computer game? Yeah, I played the computer game. I liked. I can't remember which one I played, um, but I really liked it. Yeah, and the good, good, good stories, and this is like a prequel to all of those. So it's how did the meet and, and all of that kind of thing, and it's trying its best to be an Indiana Jones, but a modern Indiana Jones. And I think the critics have been really mean to it. I think they've been overly harsh because <clears throat> I enjoyed it. You know, yeah, I enjoyed. I, I, I thought Tom Holland did a good job. He needs to, if he's going to be taken seriously as an action star outside of Spider Man, he needs to lower his voice register a bit. But apart from that, I thought it was. Uh, this, it's got some nice touches in, like, there's a bit where they're following through this old tunnel that, that's through the bottom of a church. You know, like, you're always doing these things. And they go through another door, and suddenly they're in a nightclub, because, of course, there's nowhere left unbuilt on nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then there's there's another bit where they're trying to find, it's, it's like this, um, they're trying to find this this um, old, what you call the mosaic, um, you know, that's hidden away somewhere. And, of course, it's in a pizza joint behind glass, because it's been built on yeah, <laughs> um, and I really like that. And yeah, I thought the action was fun. You know, it didn't. It wasn't as good as Indiana Jones, but I'd say it was on the same level as National Treasure. And I like National Treasure. Yeah, I do. And I think over sometimes they say it's a film I haven't seen yet. My, we look. We're, we are moving house in a few weeks, um, and then I think my cinema um, trips will increase because they say here we've only got an everyman. Um, and although it's a luxury experience, it's quite expensive to go <laughs> a lot. So, um, yeah. so yeah, so my cinema trips are the nearest, I think, um, Cineworld to me is 25 minutes, so that might be doable. Um, so, but yeah, but I think um, the, the critics have been harsh, and I think, because I haven't seen it, I can't comment whether it's overly harsh, but what I think sometimes is, they just judge these films on different criteria. For me, you've got to start from what's the film trying to be? Mm. Is it just a fun action film that is transitioning from computer game? Because there's a very different feel to computer games. Uh, and a lot of films don't do that well. But is it trying to be that? Is it trying to be this? Because Indiana Jones, as good as it was, it was fun. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was lighthearted. It wasn't a serious drama that, you know, that you were looking for an outstanding acting dialogue um, or display. And I think the same with this. Does it set, achieve what it sets out to achieve? That's what it should be judged on, yeah. not held up against, I don't know, Macbeth or something. Exactly. I mean, if you compare it to something recent like um, Red Notice, you know, that, I guess they're trying to hit a similar vein. I thought it was much better than that. Um, you know, it, it it took itself not too seriously, but the actors, you know, the characters took everything seriously. And yeah, I thought it was good fun. And was it better than Jungle Cruise? Oh, yes. Infinitely better than Jungle Cruise. <laughs> a film I still haven't finished yet, actually. And I hate not finishing films, but it's been unfinished on my planner for weeks. Okay, so that was Uncharted. Luke enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Um, then uh, we went to see Death on the Nile, um, which was... Uh, did you see the, um, the the previous Kenneth Branagh one? Um, Murder on the Orient Express. No, I haven't seen that yet, but I heard good things about it. I'd say it, it, it stands alongside it pretty well. 
Um, I think it's uh, is a good companion piece. There's a couple of bits. You get the origin story of his mustache, which I don't think anybody needed. Um, but, you know, it puts a little bit of depth to the, some, some history of the character. Uh, not massively keen on that bit. Some of the CGI does look a little bit, make, it feels like a PlayStation 4 cutscene. You know, yeah. where it's just, it's not quite convincing and it's over-reliant on the CGI. But characters are all good. The mystery works and uh, Kenneth Brown is having a great time being pro. So no, no problems with it at all. And did it? It kept you engaged and stuff, yeah. Yeah, it did. It did. I, uh, yeah, it's. it's well, that's what you want cast. from that kind of film, isn't it? Because it, yeah. if it's not engaging, you can quite easily and quickly lose interest. Yeah, yeah, and it, it keeps you guessing, and it keeps you know, it's it's one of those ones where everybody, every of course, everybody's got a motive, mm. um, and you know, some. Yeah, I thought it was good fun, and uh, you know. Might be the best version of Death on the Nile, but uh, I think it was equal to the Orient Express that Kenneth Branagh did. Brilliant. Then we went to see, oh dear me, Valentine's Day. We went to see right. Marry Me with Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson. Which, by the sounds of it, should be good. It was... They're both well-versed in that kind of film. It was okay. You know, it was one of those ones where... While I was watching it, no problems at all. Enjoyed it. Some of the dialogue and plot setting up is clunky as anything. You know, you can you can see them. It's like you can see the machinery working in the background. Um, the songs on it. At one point, I was like, "Are these meant to be bad?" I don't know if they were, but anyway, we, the the yeah, the songs were terrible. There's an opening song called "Take Me to Church" or "I Want to Go to Church," and it's just it's very <laughs> offensive, very offensive. <sighs> And I was just at that moment, just like, oh no, what am I in for? But actually, I thought the um, I, I had a good time with the characters, enjoyed the film. There's no surprises, you know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but pleasant enough, pleasant enough, and you know both Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson are solid. I don't think it's going to crack my top ten of romantic comedies, but it was all right. Mm. Very good. Uh, and then we watched, uh, rewatched Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz, good film. Which is, every time I watch it, more stuff jumps out of me, how clever that film is. Oh, very clever. Um, I think it's its 15th anniversary uh, at the moment, so that's why we watched wow. it. Wow, I remember um, watching that cinema. It is so, so good. So well written, so well... Everything in it is just so well plotted. Everything that's mentioned at the start comes back in some form. It's a tight script, it's funny. Um, yeah, I think it's nearly a perfect film. Yeah, I mean, I worried about it when it came out because um, Shaun of the Dead, I was really surprised and really, really, really enjoyed it. And I thought there's no way they can um, follow that up. But it was yeah. it was just really good. Yeah, I think, I, again, I have a real issue with Edgar Wright films. I don't know how I'd rank them because they're all, they're all number one. <laughs> yeah. And what's the one after it? The, about uh, the World's End. Yeah, that one I didn't like as much. No, um, no, I, I, it's got it's again. It's clever. It's tight. The script's good, yeah. but yeah, it's not as enjoyable to rewatch. I think because Simon Pegg's character in that is meant to be someone you don't like. Yeah, possibly. It's a little yeah. bit harder. But Hot Fuzz, I remember liking because it was a plan to, you know, them. Uh, what's it called? Like, uh, you know, them afternoon TV programs that they have on about the sleepy village where there's all these murders take place, and I and I liked yeah. it. And I was like, really. Yeah, thought it was good, very clever, and as, as you said, there's lots of depth to it, and there's lots of, th and then people say this all the time. It's a bit of a cliche that every time I watch it, something new jumps out. But that, that is one of them things. There are some films where that is definitely the case. Yeah. Um. So that's all we've seen this week. Um. Before I ask you what you've watched this week, I am going to change rooms. Okay. Because it is just starting to rain in here, and it's going to be loud. Possible. To hear what I'm saying. Okay, I've changed rooms. <laughs> Ian, what did you watch this week? So yeah, watch this week again a mix. Well, a mixture of rewatches and a, and a couple of films that I haven't seen before. So I started off um, by watching rewatching Taken. Uh -huh. um, I was just looking for something that had a bit of substance to it, but it was easy watching um, one night. So I hadn't seen it for a long time, so I rewatched it. The first take was really good. 
pardon? First taken's really good, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and it was that one, and it was quite a short run time. I thought it was cleverly done at the time and uh, really enjoyed it again, even though I knew what was coming. It's been a while since I've seen it, but as an action film, it's got a, you know, a good, good enough plot. The character's good, especially, you know, with the quotable things and <laughs> shows is working out. It's not quite on the same level as Bourne, but it's not quite as you know, absent-minded and silly as other action films. So I liked it. Um, I liked him as a character. So I enjoyed that. As I say, it was a rewatch, so it was nothing new, but it, it was good enough. Yeah. Um, and then, as I said last time, that I'm going through the Marvel films in chronological order. Um, I'd watched Captain Marvel last week, so I was on to Iron Man this week. And I think I must have thought that Iron Man was a good standalone film because I bought it on Blu-ray when it came out. So and and I watched it again and, and I did really enjoy it. I think it's clever as an origin film. I think the action's good. I think um, the casting is brilliant. So I think Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark is excellent. He's is a guy that you want to be best friends with and punch in the face at the same time. <laughs> um, I think Gwyneth Paltrow's good as Pepper Potts, and I think um, oh, Thingy was in it as well, wasn't he? In this one. What's he called? The Dude. Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges was in it, yeah, so he was good. Um, so, yeah, I, I just liked it. I liked the story. I think it looked good. Um, I think Iron Man's suit always looks cool, so there's something about that to me. But, yeah, yeah, I just, I just enjoyed it, um, and I'm looking forward to watching the next one, really. So, again, I think it's a long time since I watched it. I think I watched it at the cinema on release, bought the Blu-ray, and haven't watched it since. And I think it's, what was it, 2008? So that's like 14 years. Wow. Wow. And then I watched something that's been on my watch list on Netflix for a while called Bennett's War. Now it looks proper cheesy. It right. looks incredibly cheesy. And it is. Right? <laughs> it is pure brie. So it's it's about a guy who's uh, in in the new in the Texas range. Oh, he's in the ranges in the American Army. And he rides motorbikes and he was some motocross champion as a kid. And a Something happens and he comes home and on, on he's discharged, um, medically discharged, and he comes home and his, you know, the family farm, they're struggling to pay the rent, and the only way he can possibly make any money is to get back on his bike, but he's severely injured. His wife's worried about that it could, you know, it could you'll never walk again if you take one knock. Um and then he's up and coming motocross people who are laughing at him and different things. So it's inevitable what's happened. It's pure on cheese. There's, it's rushed in places. There's not a lot of dialogue. I absolutely loved it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The dialogue, it's just basic, low budget, good fun. I knew what I was getting. I knew what it would be. And it didn't disappoint. Um, again, it's, and then it's just, yeah, and then made me want to get on a motorbike and jump over big holes <laughs> dirt and stuff. And if a film does that, that's what I want, you know, a bit of escapism. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, as a film, it's not technically brilliant. I wouldn't have rated it that highly. But it was a bit of entertainment. I enjoyed it because it's what I wanted at that time. Um, so that's on Netflix, a couple of years old. But, yeah, if you're looking for something you can watch on a Saturday afternoon and not pay 100% attention to, I would, yeah, watch that. Um, then in preparation for this, Today's discussion, I watched a couple of films. So the first one I watched was To All the Boys I've Loved Before. All right. So it's a, a romantic comedy, kind of teen high school romantic comedy. Um, and I think it's one of them ones that I'd seen advertised a few times. And when it came out, I wasn't really interested. But I wanted to watch something a bit more modern because it came out in 2018, I think, because a lot of the... Um, things that are going to be in my list and we'll discuss are quite old and older because I watched them at that time. Or the and I don't normally watch anything on release. I'll wait till if it get a good gets a good rating or good reviews, and then I'll watch it in that particular genre. But it's about a girl who writes letters to these boys that she's loved or she's been romantically linked to, and there's five of them, but she never intends to send them. Right. So she writes these letters as kind of therapy, really. Um, and the situation arises that these letters get sent out and get sent to the boys. And then there's kind of the consequences of that um, that kind of spiral where 
you know, the, she's in a, a relation. Well, there's a guy that's shown interest in her that she doesn't like, but is a bit interested in to try and throw another guy off the scent and different things. And yeah, then the inevitable things happen, but not so overly predictable. Hmm. Because I think the key for it is that there was two nice guys. It's not like where there's one that's obviously wrong for her. Mm. And there's two nice guys. So I think, yeah, I thought it was all right. I thought it had a bit of depth to it. Some of the discussions that were talking, it raised some issues about loss and grief and family and, um, yeah, different things about identity in a subtle way um, without being preachy. So I, I enjoyed it. I thought I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. And I thought about it more afterwards than I um than I normally do. So yeah, I enjoyed it. That was on what was that on? I think that was on Netflix, but there's three of them apparently. Right. Um, so yeah, it was a good film. Cool. Yeah. Is it gonna make your top ten? Yeah, it is in there, yeah. Huh, interesting. Um so yeah, and then Last night I watched Sweet Home Alabama <laughs> with Reese Witherspoon. Um, yeah, where she's again another film where there's there's no real bad, you know, no real antagonist. She's kind of her own antagonist a bit in that, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the guys, they both seem fairly good. So it's not like the cheat, the cliche. Oh, she's with the wrong guy that we see in so many of these things. But yeah, I think it was it was good, but it is what it is. It, you know, it talks about the themes of maybe prejudice and class a bit and being ashamed of where you come from and then rediscovering that the joy of that and that part of you that it makes up. Um, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, so if anybody's listening that hasn't seen it, it it's all right. It's about a girl that, meets some guy that she falls in love with after she's left Alabama and be- become a big deal in New York and and she has to go back for one reason or another um, and there's a lot of conflict going on there, a lot of learning and then part of her life she's kind of rejected, she kind of finds is part of who she is. So mm. there's a good story there. But I enjoyed that, that was all right, yeah. Um, yeah, good. So that's what I've been watching. Excellent, excellent. So we've both done a few rom-coms this week, I guess. Yeah, and we'll talk about rom-coms in a minute, um, what we've got on our list. Hmm. Um, but I just want to ask you a question, Luke. Okay. So, Because we're talking about romance and love and all of that thing as a, as a topic this week. What on-screen romances do you really like do you know what I mean? Like, oh, uh, I really get that, or it's yeah, it seems realistic, or I'm really rooting for them in that. Is there any that jump out to you? Wow, that's a hard question, isn't it? Um, I tell you one film. Every time I watch it, it gets me. Um, I don't know if I would call it aspirational in any sense, but I just there's something. I think when I first w- watched it, it's the Time Traveler's Wife. Yeah, yeah, great film. Um, when I first saw it, I was traveling a lot and felt like I was missing out on a lot of my life. Mm. And I think there was just something that I related to in that sense of, you know, you always, you don't know when you're going to be home for long and how long you're in. You always feel like you miss, and like everything just felt jumbled sometimes. So that film really, I remember the first time I saw it, I really related to it. I don't know what it'd be like now, but um, at the time, I think that that one, yeah, kind of hit me as one of those, not relationship goals, <laughs> but yeah. I felt relatable. But you resonated with it. Yeah, it's a good film yeah. as well. Very well done. Yeah, for me, there's there's one from the big screen and one from the small screen, I think, that really stand out to me. So the first thing is probably, it's definitely Rocky. Mm. Rocky and Adrian. So a lot of people, you know, talk about Rocky as a sports film in it. And it kind of is, there's boxing in it. But I think it's a love story that has boxing in it rather than a boxing story that has love in it. Yeah. The way that Rocky loves Adrian, the whole dynamic between them, the ups and downs, you know, even in the later films after she's she's gone, that you still see how broken he is and his acting gets better because you can really feel his sense of... So I, 
that's one I've always loved, always really enjoy. It's sincere. It's not flashy. It's not over the top. It's not unattainable. He mm. just loves her. Mm. She's dead shy and quiet, and he almost holds that. So I've always, always liked that. And as I've got older and I'm married, and I, I feel that even more keenly. Um, yeah, that's good. That, that Rocky and Adrian, their love story is like, yeah, I, I, I just love watching it. And secondly, he's probably on This Is Us, um, oh, Jack Pearson, oh. Jack and Rebecca. So <laughs> Jack is he just he's the standard that I aim for. No, no, Randall's my standard. Randall, <laughs> he's <laughs> annoying. But for, yeah, but it's it's oh, but for me, Jack, Jack and Rebecca, what a story that is, and it is. Yeah, it's a love story for our ages. That one. Yeah, he's just such, and it, as a, as a husband and a father looking at him, yeah, just. He always seems to endeavour to do the right thing, and 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 the way they are together, the dynamic, the acting is quality too. But they just, yeah, it's just um, so good, so much so that I'm even now still mad at Miguel. So it's like, <laughs> um, but yeah, so they'd be the two for me that really jump out. That's good. That's good. I'll have to give it some more thought and see if I can come up with one <laughs> for next week. <laughs> that that yeah, really is an aspirational one. Homer and Marge. Yeah, even again, Homer loves Marge so much. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, have a think about it. But then now we get into these romantic comedies. And I think, for me, we're going to have to be a bit loose with the definition. Yeah, I think we are, because there's some... I just don't know what they were. I found it hard putting this list together. Yeah. So the lines are blurred out. If there's a Venn diagram, some... Like, is yeah. it a, a romantic comedy... Is it a romantic film? Is it a comedy? Is it a drama? Is it a teen high school? Some, so it's for me, if it's romantic and there's comedy in it, yeah. and the central theme is the, the love story, yes. these two people getting together, then yes, it's romantic. Um, and is the, I'm not saying funny bits, because I, I think some of them fail so often, but is there bits that are meant to be funny? Mm. Um, then I'll allow it because I think the lines are blurred. There is no clear definition. It's a thing that we say a lot like rom-com, rom-com. Mm -hmm. But I think so many of them will do romance well and not so much comedy. And others will do comedy well-ish and the romance is a bit weak. I think yeah. there's very few that get it right. So, yeah. So if you get in touch and be like, that's not a romantic comedy, then, yeah. We've done our best. We've done our best. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we love you and we pray for you, but we don't <laughs> care. <laughs> so the definition is quite loose. So we're going on what we think um, these films are. So if it's set in a high school, it doesn't matter if it's romantic and comedic. Um, but what I don't like, just before we get into it, I don't know about you, it might just be being a bit, a bit prudish, but I don't like it where it's all about sex. No. Do you know what I mean? These films like, well, oh, you know, no strings attached and things like that, where it's just, and no, it ultimately becomes more than that, usually, but where it's just, oh, let's make sex the focus rather than the romance side of it. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the love thing, so... There was definite phase where I think it went through that. There was just more and more of these smutty films. I think. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, there's some of them. There's some some of them. There's bits of them I like, and there's the bits of them that's just like I, I don't know. Um, how do you want to do this? Should we do our ten, our number ten, and each, and then our number nine each, and our number eight? And... Yeah. Now we haven't done a compiled one this week because. <laughs> there's there's so many rom-coms it's very unlikely we have too many of the same films yeah but you never know you never know um, so what's your number 10 my number 10 was Sleepless in Seattle ooh good choice which I think I thought it would be higher than that but I just found 9 uh, enjoy more mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so but I think it's a good film I think you know, Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan, kid doing well in it. I think it had all the elements. Um, yeah, just enjoy it. It's nice. So, it's a me, film. Yeah. Gives me warm, fuzzy feelings. So, yeah. Yeah. You have to get an RF1 in here somewhere, don't you? So, it's, uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Good film. 
Good film. What about you? Uh, my number 10 was The Big Sick. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, for those who haven't seen it, it's... Uh, oh, what's the guy's name? He was in The Eternals, wasn't he? Um, oh, hold on. Kumali Nanjani. Um, about how... It's, it's, and it's a real story of how he met his wife. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. Um, that, you know, they get together, they fall in love, they break up. Um, and then she gets really ill with mystery illness. She's in a coma and his parents come over and he finds himself. And it's really the bulk of the story is him with the parents um, played, by, uh, played by Holly Hunter and uh, Ray Romano. Ray, Ray, what's his second name? Ray Romano. Yeah, Ray Romano. Uh, and it's just a really sweet story. And the fact that it's true and the fact that it's based on how they really got together. Um, you know, whilst being funny, it's just got this nice sort of, you know, real edge to it. And that's, it's it's a lovely story. Mm. And his parents don't approve, of course, because he's Indian and they want him to marry someone who's from and, and And eventually he gives in to his parents, which is why they break up. And, but uh, yeah, it's, I think it's a very, a very good film. Yeah, I like it. Um, yeah. It's a long time since I've seen it, but I remember I didn't mind it. Yeah, I think it's a very pleasant film. I think it's, uh, you know, yeah. And everybody in it's very likeable. Yeah, I mean, just before I go on to my number nine, uh, I just need to say that I was going to put Elf in this list. Right. Ultimately, I don't think Elf is about the romance aspect, although it's nice. I think it's more about Elf's relationship with his, his dad, Buddy's relationship with his dad. So that's why I didn't put it in, but I do rate it um, really highly. But I just thought I'd mention that in case some people go, what about Elf? <laughs> Which they may or may not, but so I did consider it. Number nine for me is Hitch. So Hitch. it's, yeah, with Will Smith and Kevin James. Yes. Yeah. Um, where he, um, he hires him to teach him how to be romantic and then obviously... He's got his own thing going on as well. I just thought it was cool, stylish, fairly innocent. Um, I think Will Smith is good in that role. It was almost a bit like his Fresh Prince role, um, you know. But yeah, I enjoyed it. It was it got the there was aspects of comedy in it that were funny, um, and the romance part was was there. Hmm. Yeah, it's a good film, Hitch, and I think Will Smith's very good in it. Yeah, I think it was. So, what's your number nine, Luke? Uh, my number nine is uh, I hummed and hard about putting this film in a lot I'm still not sure I'll go with it and that is Long Shot okay uh, with Seth Rogen and Charlie's Throne I don't think I've seen it it's oh yeah is it the one where she's like the vice president yeah and really successful and really successful, and, and uh, he's just a scriptwriter, you know, like a, a journalist who gets hired as her uh, scriptwriter, and they're old friends from like when they were kids. And the stuff about that film that I hate uh, towards the end, it does exactly you know the stuff that the gross stuff that's happened in rom coms yeah. recently for years, and it does a bit of that towards the end, which is just not good. But Charlize Theron is really good in it. I like the fact that it's a, a more powerful woman figure in it. And, you know, she, she's, she, she's played so well. <coughs> um, and him is this kind of sh- um, schlubby guy who's always wearing <laughs> like track suits and, you know, it just looks like how on earth could he end up with her? And you think that the whole film, yeah. but actually the chemistry between them makes you believe it. Mm. And so I like that. And I, so I, I like it enough to put it in. But I don't recommend it. Right, okay. If that makes sense. Because there's some stuff at the end that I just find offensive. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, I can't help but like it at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. And I think there's a bit for me, any that, like what I'm saying here, that there's some of these films that are in my list that I haven't seen for a while. Mm. So I may be remembering them wrong. So they're maybe... <laughs> People go, I can't believe he likes that. Then, yeah, maybe because it's just stuff that I've, you know, sometimes I'll watch a film and go, I really remembered this. Or, I loved this as a kid. <laughs> and I'm watching, there's bits in it, you go, I shouldn't have been watching that as a kid. 
I wouldn't have liked that, but I, I don't know if you just shut them out. So, yeah. so see, and that's what happens for me in number eight. So number eight for me is Roxanne. Roxanne, that just missed my top ten. With Steve Martin, because I like the dynamic of it where he's the the hidden guy, the brains behind it and different things. So I like I like that and the way that it's about personality versus looks. And so I like that. I can't remember all of the final details of the film, but I'm looking to watch it again soon. But I remember Steve Martin's very good in it. Yeah. I remember really, really liking it. And thinking, yeah, Steve Martin was particularly good in it. And the whole premise of, you get to say, personality versus looks and what you're really attracted to. Mm-hmm. It's a good film. I really like that one. Um, I'm looking forward to the, because um, it's the Serrano de Bergerac story, isn't it? But there's a new one coming out with um, Peter Dinklage in the role. I think it's going to be right. a musical. Oh, yeah, yeah. To that. yeah, yeah, I've seen that. And obviously it's the same story, but it reminded me of it. So yeah. I'm looking forward to watching that, but I think it's a musical, is it? I've made that up. I believe it's a musical, yeah. So, so we'll see. Yeah. Okay, next one for me. Uh, where are we up to? Up to eight. You're, so you're eight, we're looking at. I think. Does this count? Enchanted. Yeah, I would say so. Enchanted. I, I can't help but like Enchanted. <laughs> it's so it's so silly. Um, but I think. Amy Adams in that, that was, that's a star making performance right there, mm. you know? Um, and I think, I think she's so good in it as playing this naive Disney princess um, that it just makes the whole film. It, it, it could have been ludicrous, but it works. I don't know how it works, um, but I'd call it a rom-com. And it's one of those films when I first saw, I did not want to go see it. I'll be honest with you. I was in one of those. No, no. Was that Amelia's choice? It was, <laughs> but I enjoyed it immensely. It's 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 very clever and very good. I think I love it when that happens, where you're not expecting a lot, and yeah, where you you kind of you're going under sufferance, but you have a great time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did that with La La Land. And yeah. I was like, I wanted to go just so I could say how rubbish it was because I was sick of people going on about it, and <laughs> I absolutely loved it. And it's one of my favorite, certainly in my top fifty films. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I loved it. So I love it when that happens. Um, for me, seven is one I've already mentioned. Probably it might only be in there because I watched it last night. It was Sweet Home Alabama. I think it was largely inoffensive. There was more going on than just about the, the two people. There was more going on for her and about identity, as I say, and remember where you come from and your roots and not to be ashamed of them because they make up who you are. So I liked all that aspect. I say like the thing with the motocross thing made me want to do motorbike. And this kind of made me want to go to Alabama. And I want, and when Sweet Home Alabama, the song comes on and they're all like, it's almost like their national anthem. <laughs> I almost want that for me. <laughs> I want to be able to have that sense of identity. Billingham doesn't really have that. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I watched it and really enjoyed it. Um, so yeah. So Good that choice. would be number seven for me. Good choice. Number seven for me is, now this is a film, my sister loved this when we were younger. And you know, when you're younger and you don't have many videotapes, you tend to watch the same films a lot. Yeah. Um, So I have seen this film multiple times. I can't remember if it's any good, (laughs) but it's just so ingrained in me as to this is what a rom-com is. And that is Overboard. Yeah. With Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. And uh, I remember watching it a few years ago going, what he's doing here is not okay. <laughs> but yet you're rooting for him anyway. Um, yeah. it's, I mean, it is really not okay. <laughs> no, no. Even in the 80s, that was dodgy. <laughs> yeah, just lying. <laughs> um, but I think, as a you know, Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell obviously work well together. Yeah. Um, but it's very funny. And the kids in that, I remember... I mean, it was probably about the age of the kids when I saw it and, you know, found the kids hilarious and just really enjoyed that as a film. Um, haven't seen it for a few years, but whenever I think rom-com overboard pops in my head. Yeah, yeah, I think it was good. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah it is. It's definitely because something happens. Um, and But the main thing, the main thrust is the, them two getting to that place again and yeah yeah 
It's it's fun, even though even though Kurt Russell should have gone to jail. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so good stuff. What are we on now? Six. So for me, number six probably would have been a bit higher up a few years ago, but now it's the wedding singer. <laughs> yeah. So we watched it recently for Film Club. I still like it. I don't really like a lot of Adam Sandler films, but it's one that I do like. I think it does the rom-com fit bit well. There are funny bits in it. Um, does you invest in him, his character, hmm. against the antagonist who is clear. Um, Drew Barrymore, I thought, was really good in it. Um, yeah, I thought all the acting was strong. I think they said there's funny bits in it. The the song that he sings about um, about his breakup, it's you know a bit sweary and stuff, but it's it's funny. Um, and yeah, I, I just I just liked it, and you're rooting for him the whole time. Um, so right to the end. So yeah, it'd be the wedding singer for me, and the soundtrack is really good. Yes, it is. Yeah, that's funny because my next one's an Adam Sandler movie as well. Okay. Um, it is Fifty First Dates. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which I think is really sweet. You know, it's got its usual Adam Sandler, "What are you doing?" characters. Like, what what was anybody thinking with some of the characters? But the central story of him um, finding ways to fall in love with him, because she's she's got memory loss. Every day is a new day for her. She can't remember what happened previously. Mm. So I like the idea. You know, finding a way for her to fall in love with him every day. And uh, it's sweet. I think it's really a nice, nice, sweet film. Good stuff. Yeah, I, I like. Didn't mind that. It was one of the things, as you say, it was a, a an interesting starting point. That you, some because sometimes you think, what more can they do? But yeah, um, yeah. So I, I like that. Um, for me, number five probably gets a bit more serious now. That there's a bit probably more depth. Um, so five for me would be Silver Linings Playbook. All right, yeah. Um, because you know, it talks a lot about mental health and, and different aspects. Um, I think the acting is really good. There are some funny parts in it. There is a lot of to and froing. I just yeah, I just thought when I first time watched it, it's a different take. It seems to have a bit more heart and depth to it. Um, so really, really liked it. Yeah, it's a good film. Good film. Um, one of those ones that had a little bit too much pressure on it with all the Oscar buzz that was going around yeah. it, maybe. And it was meant not meant to be that big serious Oscar film. It's a no, no, no. Film. yeah. And I think, but I think, say, sometimes it's difficult to straddle that line of talking about serious issues, but staying true. And for me, yeah, it was, it was a bit of debate in my head is it a rom com? But I think ultimately, at its heart, that's what it is. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, Do you know what I mean with the whole running, the dialogue, the chemistry between the two, Jennifer Lawrence and what's he Bradley called? Bradley Cooper. Yeah, w- was very good. So I just like it a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's a good film. Uh, next one for me is As Good As It Gets. Oh, that's next for me. That's four for me. Oh, is it? <laughs> it's a great film. Oh, <laughs> love it. Again, different to your normal cliched stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and I like the fact that even though Jack Nicholson is fundamentally unlikable by every yeah. character throughout the film, you love him the whole time. Absolutely. He, he says the things you want a character to get away with saying. Yeah, he's unlikable, but you root for him from the off. <laughs> Absolutely. the whole t- You're never going boo, you're always going, ha no. you said it. <laughs> yeah, and he got the Oscar for that, didn't he? Oh, I don't know, maybe, maybe. I don't Pretty remember. sure he did, but... Uh... And Helen Hunt's great in that. Yeah, brilliant. Um, yeah. And the way she handles it. Yeah, I just love it. I love how miserable he is. I love the whole dog. Dog <laughs> gets all of his affection. So <laughs> I think it's a great film. Um, yeah, very, very, very good. And say um, a great performance. I'm pretty sure he won the Oscar. I'll have to Google it or something afterwards. But... Yeah. If not, he deserved it. Yeah. Um, so that was your five. That's my four. So I guess we're on to your four now because we've talked. My about... four is crazy, stupid love. Yeah, I'm halfway through it, so I can't fully comment, <laughs> can't on, comment it. on it. But it's, uh, I think that's a, it's a clever film. It taught you know, following different love stories that are all interconnected in some form like that. Um, it's surprising. It's uh, I think Steve Carell's story is really, really good. And that, um, you know, this guy who's just cast adrift and doesn't know what yeah. to do, and 
you know, doesn't want to be back out there. No. And uh, I think that's uh, I think that's a really strong character uh, arc for him and having to deal with the fact that he has to try and get himself out there now. And um, I think Emma Stone and um, Ryan Gosling. Yeah, yeah. I think their you know their chemistry works really well, and yeah. it just I think the whole film plays so well. Except, yeah. I mean, it's a bit weird the the younger son and the babysitter. Story. Yeah, yeah, that's a bit, a bit too much made of that. I think. Yeah, but you know what? It's kind of the weird, messed up stuff that happens in life. Yeah, and I think there's funny bits in it. Say, so it gets some of the comedy right. So a bit where Gosling keeps slapping him, or where he rolls out of the car. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to get out the car now. Stop, I want to get out of the car. If you don't, if you keep talking, I'm getting out. And you think, all right, she's going to pull over and get out. He just rolls out. <laughs> yeah. And then some of the line dialogue's good. He's like, what does he say? Are you in a, are you a, are you in a fraternal? He throws his shoes away because he's like, unless you're a fraternal or Steve Jobs, you shouldn't be wearing new <laughs> Oh dear. Um, yeah. So that's good, yeah. So, so I can't fully comment. I haven't finished it yet, um, but I'm loving what I've watched so far. Yeah, love it. Um, film, and it's got. I think it's a satisfying end to it as well. Yeah, and Kevin Bacon's in it as well. What a cast! Yeah. <laughs> as the guy you boo hiss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, number three for me is Ten Things I Hate About You. Oh, good film. That that unfortunately was my number eleven. So I know we're getting into like teen movies, but for me, it's romantic. I love the mm. Julia Stiles character. that She's Great. strong and independent, and the speech she gives in the class um, I think is really good. Heath mm. Ledger plays his part well. The whole premise setting up because of one sister and the other, the, the overbearing dad. Yeah, I just like it. Yeah, it's a great, great film. Um, I, I was unsure whether because I couldn't decide whether it was a rom-com or a high school movie so I was unsure whether to put it in oh well I've just breached that and for number two as well because so. <laughs> I enjoy the whole high school story and that I enjoy all the other characters and all that stuff going yeah. on and uh, yeah I think I think it's a great film great film um, what number was that for you was that three three yeah okay number three for me is about a boy about a boy, yeah, good film. I say I considered it, but I'm not the biggest Hugh Grant fan, so no, I'm not. But I think he works in this. I think the fact that he's a bit of a, a bit of a swine, kind yeah. of works in this. And uh, again, I hummed it out. Is it a rom com? Well, it is romance. Yeah, I think it? it is. Yeah, um, but really, it's about him and the boy. You know, yeah, it is, and, and that bond. And it's not, you know, he does end up with, with a girl at the end, and you know, they they both have romances within it. But really, it's about the relationship between the two of them and the bond. And even the the mother who's like, <laughs> Tony Collette has managed this wonderful career of playing the worst mother in cinema yeah. history. Everything she's in, she plays the worst mother, <laughs> um, which is quite a feat. Uh, but I just, I think it's a really endearing film. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it is. And say, same as like, you know, a bit of a spoiler here, but, Notting Hill and Four Weddings and a Funeral didn't get in my list. No. Just be no, not just because I don't mind Hugh Grant. I just don't like a lot of the characters he plays. Mm-hmm. And there's something in my mind lodged against him. Yeah. I don't think it's personal. I think it's the characters he's played. <laughs> so that makes me prejudiced or discriminate against his films more, I think. Um well, I did th- there's no Richard Curtis film on my list, and I was like, well, you can't do a rom-com without putting but the only one of his that I'm really, really like is about time, but I'm not sure it's a rom-com. Oh, well, Kate said that she would have had that, but yeah. Oh, okay. I like it. I think it's a really good film, but I, I couldn't decide whether it was... Yeah, I couldn't decide if it was a rom-com or not, so it didn't make it on. And that's the thing, because a lot of things in that, like Jewel of an Island, Romance in the Storm, that mm. there's romantic elements, but they're, they're about other things, so I left that out. But yeah, but... Yeah, and that's what I thought. So if you grant, I'm sorry, Hugh, if you're watching, but it's I don't think it's anything personal. Hmm. I think it's probably Bridget Jones, which again also didn't make it just yeah. because because he plays a cat in that as well. He's yeah. good at that. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, number two. Number two for me again, breaching the high school thing is Clueless. So yeah, yeah. you know, loved it, loved the soundtrack, loved the whole thing about identity. Um, a bit weird when you work, you know, the, the love story that does come through it 
ultimately that it's not about the one you think that it's mm. about um sharing a stepbrother <laughs> so it's a bit weird but that he realized starts seeing her as someone kind and caring after they're just bickering all the time paul rudd then looking exactly the same as he does now <laughs> 25 years later or whatever it is it's like crazy but I, yeah i just i just like the whole feel of the film and Really, still enjoy it to this day. So I haven't seen it in a long, long time. Um, yeah. But it's I do like the story. Did you watch the recent Emma that came out with uh, Anya Taylor Joy? In no, that was quite pleasant. It was uh, that, that treated in the same you know rom commy way, and uh, all right, um, that was uh, it was quite. I enjoyed that. But again, it's supposed to be one of them ones that's based on is it Shakespeare or some historical? No, it's based on it's based on Emma. Oh, is it based on Emma? So yeah, it was all right. Ten things I hate about you is based on Shakespeare, isn't it? Yeah, Terminator the Shrew is it? Yeah, so um, so yeah, I like that. The way there's a strong message because they've come from they're based on some book or something that's come through. I like that. Yeah, that is good. It's good. It's a good film. Uh, number two for me is a rom zomcom, and that is Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I, I think that counts. I think that counts. It calls itself a rom com. So yeah, yeah. I, I think so. Yeah, I think ultimately it's about him and her. Right? Yeah, I think so, and I think it's uh, it's just I think it's 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 just a brilliant film. I think there's very, you know, it's almost perfect as a film. Yeah, really good. Again, that was one of the things that went to see the cinema, and was watching, thinking I went with some people who wanted to go and see it. It's all. Yeah, it's I about, didn't fancy it. <laughs> no, I didn't. It's about it's a comedy about. So I'm, oh, how funny can it be? And uh, and I remember giggling all the way through it. Yeah, and even and then thinking that's cool. That's probably more realistic than some zombie films that are meant to be realistic. Do you know what I mean? There was like, that's what you do. Yeah. You know, so the bits with, the, I think when I first got it, at first I was a bit like with the, um, where he's going through his record collection. <laughs> and he goes, no, no, keep it. Oh, yeah, yeah, that can go. So that were, yes, this is my kind of film. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I really, really like Shaun of the Dead. And I think the romance works in it. Yeah, I, I think the yeah, I think it does. Um, because she's not interested in she and there's this other guy that's there. And, uh, <laughs> um, good choice. So for me, my number one is Serendipity. Ooh. So I always liked Serendipity. I liked the the initial premise of it, where they, if you haven't seen it, basically it's just about two people that meet, and it's a bit texty because. You know the the, circ- the relational relationship circumstances they're in at the time, but then they have a great connection, and then they kind of leave it to fate in a number of ways throughout the film. And yeah, I like that that aspect where you think you're meant to be together, even though you think technically you're cheating. Um, <laughs> you know, in the beginning, but yeah, I like that. I think it's Kate Beckinsale, and I can't remember his name, but. Um, but yeah, oh, just is it John Cus- is it John Cusack? Yeah, John yeah. Cusack. That's it. Um, so just a good, good film that I like, and it warms my heart every time. Then you go, it's not just like them thinking they should be together. The the signs are all there, and it was just clever the first time I watched it. I thought, oh, I like that. I think it's been a long, long time since I've seen that. I don't remember much about it. Yeah, I think it's set at Christmas initially, so I used to watch it at Christmas. Well, I have to try that again. I, I don't think I've seen it well. I think I maybe saw it when it came out and not since. Yeah, so that would be one for yeah, me that I, wow. I really liked. I'm surprised. I thought secretly we'd have the same number one, but we don't. Well, um, I'll see if your number one's the number one that I thought would be my number one before I started making a list. <laughs> it isn't even in my top ten. It is um, the film I think that perfected the romantic comedy, and that is When Harry Met Sally. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. I thought it would be my number one, um, but I just—I don't know if I overwatched it or I just. Uh, it can be done. I think I maybe have overwatched. I, I love it. I think it's a great film. Yeah, yeah, I, I, undoubtedly it is, um, and maybe it's because I haven't watched it as, as recently as others that I just couldn't put it in there. But I thought when I thought a rom com, it would be when Harry met Sally and what are the other nine. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's the first one I put down. It's yeah. it's absolutely my favorite one. I think. How on earth they managed to pull off Billy Crystal as a romantic lead? I yeah, don't know absolutely. How, but it works, um, and I just think rather than because uh, uh, it is a rom com, but it is also just about men and women and 
friendship and how people relate to each other. And I just find it such an easy film to watch. Yeah, I think it's one of them things that it is. But when you think of it, or when most people think of it, they think of that one scene. Yes. But it's so much more than that, and I think that's a bit unfair on it. Yeah, Um, I think it's it's a very well-observed film. Yeah, absolutely. uh, and I think it's it's funny throughout. You're rooting for them as a couple throughout, and you know, and it plays. I think it plays it just right. Yeah, and I think it probably should have made my top ten. And if I'd have watched it, um, probably more recently, because as you say, as a as it is a genre defining film. Hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, it sets a standard for the. It's the rom com. All of the rom coms want to be. Yeah, I think. So, so yeah, maybe I've um yeah dropped the ball there, but <laughs> at least then we've got we've spoke about different films. One more extra film. Did we have any crossovers? We had one, didn't we? Yeah, as good as it gets, I think. That's <laughs> literally it. Just goes to show on a genre, when you pick a genre like this, there's so many good films available. Oh, absolutely, because like definitely maybe just missed out for me. I thought that was endearing a good mm. way of looking back. I think uh Love Hard, the Christmas one that I watched. What's that? Love Hard. Oh, yes. (laughs) So I think that just missed out because I thought it was good. It was endearing. It was a Christmas thing. Um, Then there's all the ones we talked about, Four Winds and a Funeral. 500 Days of Summer just missed my list. 500 Days of Summer. Then Perks have been a wallflower. That's but good. I don't think I don't, that would have been number one. But I don't think it's a comedy. It's not that. No, funny. I don't think it is either. I, I had Ruby Sparks quite high, but I'm not sure it's a comedy. It's a coming of age film. Perks have been a wallflower, really, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I think Ruby Sparks is too dark to be a comedy. Maybe. So we want to know what you would put in there. What you would think um, are the things that make you feel romantic, or you get the romance, and you get the comedy side of it as well. You think it's funny and it's a funny look, but ultimately you're rooting for the two the, the two people, two individuals to get together um, and live happily ever after. So let us know what's on your list. Let us know what you think of our list, um, and we look forward to hearing that. Yeah, we'll and if there's for- any on our list that you don't think should be there, let us. Yeah, know. absolutely. If there's any on Luke's list that you don't think should be there, let him know. Um, <laughs> and we look forward. We're going to have some guests on in the coming weeks, so we look forward to that. And also, if you want to be on and join the conversation and just talk about films with Luke and I, and get in touch, we would love to have you in this conversation. Yeah, and we'll see you again next time. See you next time.